the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it that you want me to do for you? And they said, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. And they said, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup I drink you will drink, and the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they were angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Almighty God, you come to us as servant, changing our world, changing us. Let us be with you this day. Amen. So the text is about being a servant. A young friend of the family was going through a difficult time. It was so difficult that he attempted suicide. And when he came home from the hospital, his neighbor knew that his young friend would be alone most of the time. So every day for the next six months, this retired farmer picked up his lunch, took it over, and shared it with the young man. They spent more time in silence than in conversation. But the young man was cared for, and he understood that his neighbor had showed him kindness day after day after day. And he knows that he owes his life to that man. A small thing, being a servant. Servanthood stories often go unheard, often go untold. That's not the way things work in the world. There, there is status and success, and you measure up to the world's standards. But servanthood, it comes only with effort and with a known purpose. And servanthood doesn't come naturally. Wherever we go, we know that we are pushed to be different than our call to be Christian. And we tend to like that. We would rather be known as excellent persons 
rather than one who serves. Because those who serve often are hardly recognized. I mean, you never get to be a celebrity by serving. There's a little reward. And we, even in our most humble moments, we really like people to notice when we do something. So Jesus, in the text just before this, is the third time he says he's going to the cross. And his disciples say, we want to be one at your left and one at your right. And then Jesus says, you must be servant to all. So Jesus is restoring human life by putting his life into the world. Life and death, resurrection that follows it, and Jesus plants that new life. In fact, you know one of the parables that he uses to talk about this. It's the parable of the mustard seed. The mustard seed is almost a weed. People try to get rid of it, and it spreads like crazy. It's impossible to remove. And that's the new life that Jesus puts into the world. That life spreads like mustard seed. And this new life is not just a return to a point of salvation, but it's something new, a new life that transforms what our life has been and makes it completely new, a new creation, a new life implanted into the world to change it. But he also says there's going to be some suffering. Our lives in America basically are pretty easy. Did you catch it in the reading? We, like sheep, have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. If we don't want to be involved with those who are in pain or in suffering, we can turn on our television, go to our computer, turn our heads away from the pain and suffering of our neighbor. We can send money to support missionaries, which is wonderful, but we're not taking the risk of disease or danger, and we don't have to leave our homes. Yet Jesus invites us. You might say he invites us to the Jesus Club. He's calling us to be faithful and to be a radical disciple. To recognize his reign, his rule, that God is here now and is changing everything. That God is opening our eyes and our minds and our hearts to this beautiful world and all its brokenness. We don't get out of this world alive. And suffering is often part of that life 
So why would we want to be in the Jesus Club where there's suffering, where there's that baptism? Because there is beauty and joy and hope when we take time to serve others. When we suffer or share in the suffering of others, we learn what it means to be totally dependent upon Jesus. And in those steps of helping neighbor, helping the community, we journey into faith in a deeper way. And the Jesus Club, it puts us in a wonderful community that community that goes across time and places in a context with other people, all who bear the name of Jesus. It's a big club. And that someday we will be gathered together at a table and we will be in good company. And there's always room for one more in the club, at the table. Jesus said he, he came as a son of man who did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That ransom, that great sacrifice is what makes the community thrive. That sacrifice helps us see justice and peace and harmony in our world. It wasn't too long ago when we said, from everyone to whom much has been given, much will be required. We knew that if you were blessed with lots, then there was a requirement that you spent that on other people's giving yourself away for the benefit of others. In our day and age, that is being lost. We used to remember the great ones who gave up their privilege and possessions. Maybe it's time to understand that reaching to our neighbor is what makes us great. He calls us to take up our cross and follow him. He calls us to a new way of life that seeks not to take, but to give. That seeks not to be served, but to serve. It's a way of life that leads to life. It's so strange to hear that service, not power, self-giving, not self-seeking, is the mark of true leadership in the church. You are the leaders in the church. Sometimes what you do is not noticed. Sometimes what you do is hidden. 
but that's much better than trying to be in the best possession. When the day of judgment comes and Jesus has those followers sitting at the right and at the left hand in glory, we may be surprised at who's there. Servanthood. Who will you serve? One of the big servant topics is to be free. And so you serve being free on your own and at any cost. And yet Jesus offers a different freedom. The voice that calls you to be free and true to yourself in service to neighbor. We are to be made in relationship and we discover how whole we can be when we share in all good fortune with those around us. Jesus did. He gave himself as a ransom for many so that we may serve, that we may love, that we may have a quality of life that goes beyond our culture. All of us are old enough to know Bob Dylan. His song, You Gotta Serve Somebody, When Jesus gives a ransom, he makes it clear who we are to serve. And that's the good news to us. But it's not easy. The British author Graham Greene wanted to grow in his faith. So he waited two and a half years for a 15-minute appointment with a Roman Catholic mystic named Pedro Pio in Italy, in a monastery. Pedro Pio was a living saint. He bore the signs of stigmata, bleeding from the hands and the feet and the side. So Mr. Green finally had his appointment. And so the first thing he did was attend the Mass where Pedro Pio was officiating. His appointment was right after the Mass. He listened to the sermon. After the service was over, he got up and he walked out of the church and he went to the airport and flew back to London. He was asked, why did you break that appointment that you had waited for two and a half years for? And he said, I was not ready for the manner in which that man could change my life. This is where we might be. We are not ready for the manner in which that man could change our life. 
We know we lack love and we know we lack compassion and we know that we lack humble caring because we compare ourselves to Christ. And then we are thankful for the grace that covers all of this and all of our sins. And we wonder, can we take our faith that far? And we might think, I'm not ready for the manner in which that man could change my life. That man is not Pedro Peo. That man is Jesus. He wants to make our life wonderful. And so he asked, Are you able to drink from the cup? Are you able to be baptized in the baptism which I am baptized? And his disciples said, I am ready. Amen.